Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Welcome to this episode of I Date Money Presents Money Talks with yours truly, Lisa Drennan. Today we have a beautiful, beautiful person. She is one of my coaches. Katie Marie is the co-founder of Unforget Yourself Podcast and head coach of the same program. She is an amazing woman who has just um, just the thought processes that we have, especially when it comes around finances, Katie's the go-to girl. And I've been working with you for what, three months now? Yeah. And yeah. I have to tell you, I was a guest on your podcast. I interviewed with Mark and he just caught me, you know, hiding, avoiding. And I was working on like two weeks prior to that. I was like, okay, I really need to work on my thought process and understand why I believe what I believe and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause I need to get to where I want to go. Yeah. And it was just like perfect timing. And I always say that it's a divine timing. You know, people are put in your path exactly when you need them to be, to give you the tools and the support. Cause you know, coaches need coaches, right? Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the truth. And I always love talking to fellow entrepreneurs, multi-passionate women, and sometimes a few men who <laughs> want to earn six or seven figures, but there's so many blocks that are in their way. Yeah. And I, I know you're a six figure earning earner working towards that seven figures. Tell us when you first started the entrepreneurial journey, what was your mindset around the money and, and how did you utilize your own program to help you work through those blockers? Oh gosh, my mindset around money. It, I would say, and this is very much still a work in, in progress, like this is, or process or whatever, however you say it, <laughs> this is and by no means am I at end game with this at all. But to shift from being comfortable with being responsible for my own income, I feel like that was the biggest shift to make for me. Um, that whole idea of it's up to me to generate um, my not just living, but like my thriving Mm -hmm. That felt like the biggest um, mindset shift to make, um, relying on my own ingenuity and you know my experience and my wisdom and trusting myself. So maybe maybe that's actually where I should land on this my on this mindset shift of actually trusting myself for that. Um, yeah, that felt big. Yeah, and with the seven money personalities that I showcase on the money dating game. Gary the gambler is one of them. Yeah. All entrepreneurs are gamblers. We're taking risk every yeah. single day. And to realize that it's a choice and we get to do this thing, mm -hmm. but there's action steps that we need to take. And when you say about trusting yourself, trust is huge, like self-trust. You know, you hear about self-trust, self-love, self-development, all these things, self-help, right? And yeah. it all goes back to, to you, right? Because no one can make things happen 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of times entrepreneurs are coming out of that nine to five mindset going into, okay, I'm my own CEO. What do I do next? And then they don't know what to do. They don't trust themselves to say, yes, this is what I need to do. Yeah. So what tool did you use to help you say, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going <laughs> to do this thing. What tool did I use? I want to say one of the, one of my go-tos is, is, well, it's a process. It's meditation for sure. It is mm-hmm. being able to pause and feel how things feel in my body. That's one of my unavoidable tools actually now, because I happen to be, uh, everything for me shows up physically. If I avoid it, I am made that way for better or for worse, which means if I'm avoiding something, um, my body is going to send me signals quietly and then louder and then louder and how those have shown up for me. Um, one of the biggest examples is my low back. Um, that will go out. And that I, frankly, I had that happen. I had that happen quite a long time ago to begin with, at least 10 years ago. Um, maybe, no, it must've been more. Anyways, um, there was no reason I should have had any back issues, but what was happening is I was avoiding, um, a lot of shit in my own life, (laughs) which that is actually why we've named why I call what I do on forget yourself, because I was avoiding things like my own wants and needs. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as a result, my body went, eh, F you, (laughs) you're going to pay attention to this. (laughs) And it forced me then to recognize, oh, I, I'm not paying attention to the fact that this feels bad for me. Um, and you, this means a number of different things and how I felt Mm. with my, my previous marriage, how I felt with how I was, you know, where I was living, how I was living, what I, how I wasn't fully expressed. Um, nothing really felt in alignment, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Total sense. Yeah. And when it comes to finances, being out of alignment creates this, you know, infinity loop of Deparation. I'm not getting enough. There's not enough. I feel like I'm living check to the check. Yes. And then it just keeps going and going. And when you're starting your business, I mean, how long have you been with Unforget Yourself? Unforget Yourself has been around for three years now. Okay. So thinking back to when you first started and yeah. you saw like the money, like a lot of times when people will take money out of their 401k to fund their business believing that they're going to get the, you know, triple the ROI. Right. And then they don't do it. Mm -hmm. So what was your experience? Like when you first made that decision, trusted yourself to say, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to invest, but how much did you invest in and how long did it take you to get to that six figure? Lisa, we we've invested over a hundred thousand dollars in our business. We've invested everything and that's been all of our time. And I think not everybody can say that. So I want to back up a bit for anybody who's like, that's insane. I don't have that. I don't know how you could do that. That we were in a position to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That was, it was terrifying, but we looked at it as an investment that there's a return on it. And we looked at it long-term and that's where I would say, then that's where a lot of what we do came into play. Because when you feel that scary or that scared, especially when you're talking about your finances, when you're talking about your livelihood on your own, that can that taps into security, into safety, into basic survival. And so if, you know, going back to talking about my body, how it reacts, like that for me, my body freaked out. It was like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I had to manage 
myself through God, through through breath work, through meditation, but also then putting into action. It isn't just, I'm going to try to make myself feel good. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Hands down, you have to do that, but then you have to take action and show up in your business. And for, you know, when it comes to the money mindset around that, it is shifting about, it's not about spending the money. It's recognizing how you're, that this is an investment. And Mm -hmm. that's what I see people shying away from so often when they go into entrepreneurship. It's all about how can I spend less money, which I think is such an error. But it's so, I want to say that too, with with a, a huge amount of like grace and understanding because it is so scary and it's such a shift in thinking. Um, this is where I think you see the difference between how solopreneurs and um, CEOs think. I hear so many solopreneurs freaking out about the money they're spending. They don't want to borrow. They don't want to, you know, they want to hold on to it tight. A mm-hmm. CEO who has like a solid business going, who makes big decisions, who is running a company, who's in charge of people, never once have I heard them go, I don't use credit. <laughs> or um, everything is about an investment. It's way less about how little money can I spend? It's how big of a return can I get on this? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a huge shift. I, and I, it's an important shift. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad. I love how you worded it because the mindset, especially of new entrepreneurs, you know, who are just starting out, they want to they want to hit the 10K months. They want those consistent 10K months. But they say it, but then they negate it by, well, I don't have enough money. I don't, I can't invest. I can't afford it right now. I have to wait for this or that to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're always on this trajectory of waiting. When does it come? And then when they do get money, they don't even think about investment, investing in themselves. They think about the bills that they have to pay yeah. and taking all of their money. One of the things that I come across with, and a lot of the ladies that I work with, when they first come to me, they take all of their money that they earn from their business and pour it right back into their business. Did you find yourself in that cycle as well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I want to make sure I preface all of this where I definitely don't feel like I have any of this solidly nailed mm-hmm. when it comes to to personally and when it comes to business, but I am in a whole different space than I was before with this understanding. But yeah, everything kind of going back into it, money, time, yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah. But it wears you down. And that's another recognition to get to is if you don't give back to yourself, you're going to burn everything out. You're going to burn your finances out. If everything, if if you don't have anything going towards you at all. So mm-hmm. I hope that yeah, that's sense. why I love fun money. <laughs> yeah. Pay yourself first and enjoy your money because if you don't, especially being an entrepreneur, you know, especially being a solopreneur, when we first start out, all we have is us, you know, and we might have our coaches, you know, but sometimes, yeah. I mean, different. I've worked with so many coaches in the last, you know, since August of 20 when I started the online um, world. <laughs> and some of the coaches weren't really available. And I, what I love about your program is that you're very readily available and it's so easy to, resolve an issue and you don't have to wait. Um, of course, my husband's phone's going to be just cut that part out. Um, why is he? He's in the other room. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't even hear it. 
You know, oh, you didn't hear it? Oh, nope. good. <laughs> oh, no. It was very loud. I heard it. Yeah. Um, but we're going to cut that part anyways out, Krista. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we can do whatever, right? This is where we can do whatever. We can say the F word or whatever. Um, it's, <laughs> it's I don't even know. We'll figure it out where it is on the thing. But yeah, um, totally distracted me. Um, I totally out of my environment. I'm like, okay, just get in the flow. I'm trying to physically or mentally put my mind in like my office space where I'm so comfortable and relaxed. I have this great chair and it's right. not working. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not working. Well then pretend um, we're at a coffee shop maybe. And I know if I had a cup of coffee, I could, I was going to grab a coffee and um, I don't have any, we don't have any coffee in this house. So I'm like, <laughs> where are you? Are you in hell? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am actually. Oh. It is. And I can't, today's the last day we leave tomorrow morning and I, I just can't wait. I cannot wait to leave. I'm just, Good. it has been rainy every day and gloomy and chilly. And I'm like, just get me out of here. Just get me out of here. And I wanted to go get a hotel, but we didn't. But anyways, so we were talking about yeah. the um, pouring the money back into like, well, if we don't enjoy our money, we don't have fun with our money and we just take all of it. What ends up happening, and we've seen this in the entrepreneurial world, is people yeah. lose everything, even your seven, eight-figure business owners, yes, because they don't have a money management system in place. And when you think about a money management system, aka a budget, I don't like the word budget because when I was yeah. certifying, when I was getting my certification to be a financial coach, it was taught that you you sit down with the client, you go over their budget, you cut out all the expenses to get that $0 line, you know, because, yeah. you know, your budget has to be zero. Every dollar has to be accounted for. And if they, if you, if they're going to Starbucks every day, you tell them, no, you, you no, stop. <laughs> you can go to Starbucks every <laughs> single day. <laughs> As Katie Marie demonstrates, go yeah. to Starbucks if you want to. It's personally not my favorite, but yeah. I enjoy doing these things. And that's one of the reasons why I included 10% fund money in my money multiplier system, because if you're constantly depriving yourself and telling yourself, no, 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 which mm -hmm. is a lot of what we heard growing up, those conditioning statements, you end up self-sabotaging. You know, you end up creating this deficit in your finances because you're trying to fill this void. Yeah. So when you think about a money management system, and you think about money as a person, and you're sitting mm -hmm. down with money and you have this great relationship. And money talks to you about implementing a system that works for you. What does money say to you? It says it wants to play more. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm here to have a good time. Can you make it a party? Yeah. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Engage with me. Like, let's, let's hang out. Not just, yeah. There's an element of, I think, avoidance that can happen. There's such, with what you just said, there's such a parallel with, how we approach money and then how we we treat ourselves if mm -hmm. if we're constantly pouring out and not giving in it's the same thing it's all energy um if if we're not doing that with our money and then if we're not doing that with ourselves it's going to go away <laughs> it's not and so meaning for us if it's with ourselves it's going to go away meaning the, what we have to give we're going to have we have nothing left because mm -hmm. if it's all focused on i have to give outside of myself constantly, you're going to have a deficit. So, yeah. 
And then filling that, you know, how do you fill that deficit? You end up creating this cycle. Oh, well, let me just charge this or I'll invest in this shiny object over here, or I'll attend this workshop over here. And then you're throwing all your money away at something that doesn't align with your purpose, with your gifts, your talents. And then you think to yourself, well, I'm not really good with money. Money, money and I, we're not, we're not good friends. Money doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah. And you just have this, this demeanor about yourself, right? Yeah. During the three years that you've been, you know, growing on forget yourself and and creating new ways to generate income for the business. What was your attitude towards money like? At the beginning, it was very like I was scared. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, my attitude towards money was how do I hold on to it? How do I get it? Now, part of that mm-hmm. is coming from where I was coming. I was coming, you know, right out of a divorce and then transitioning to this. I don't half ass anything. Like if I'm going to make a change in life, I'm going to like go bananas. <laughs> so my feelings around money were very influenced by feeling scared. And so mm-hmm. I had to manage myself in a lot of ways um, and relearn how relearn who I was to then learn how to re-engage with, with money so that it wasn't, I think it's so important to not feel scared around it. So what then happened is, you know, going eventually feeling how I mentioned earlier, like, okay, money, money is a tool. Money is meant to be um, used in a way and maybe used as the wrong word, but I'm going to go with it to bring in more money. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not to just hold on to. Is that answering your question the way you're? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because so many people think about receiving multiple income streams. I had a call earlier with a, a entrepreneur who had no idea how much money she had coming in. You know, yeah. she still has a nine to five. She wants to start up her business. She's not really clear on what her business model looks like. She hasn't reverse engineered it or taken the action steps right. And I was like, well, how do you expect to make $10,000 a month if you have no idea what your offer is? And th- then believing in your offer and then taking the action steps. And so many you know, wealth coaches teach, oh, it's all about money mindset. Let's manifest it. Uh, you can't manifest your money. <laughs> money is energy, but you, know, you, you need to have a system in place mm-hmm. to be able to manage the money that does come your way. Because if you just think about receiving money, and allocating it to, I'm going to put it back into my business. And then the bills come. And then you're like, okay, I need to divert my attention. I need multiple income streams coming in. And you're really not focusing on one thing. And because you're not focusing on money, money is like, money wants to be crushed on. Money wants to be loved. It wants Mm -hmm. to hang out and it does want to have fun, right? And when I was growing up, my mom used to say, money goes where money is. And I was like, "Um, I want to be where money is. How do I get that? How do I do that? And so like my whole mission from life from since 1987, when I got into finances and insurance, I saw all kinds of people with all kinds of money and they all had the same belief. Mm-hmm. Will there be enough? Yeah. yeah. That is, sorry, I don't mean to totally cut you off there. That was my reaction of like, that's what I've seen over and over again. It doesn't matter how much money you make unless you fix how you think about money, you're still going to feel that way, whether you're making, you know, $50,000 or you go, Oh, yay. I, I reached this pinnacle of, I make over six figures. 
but you still feel the same. And then even those beyond that into seven, eight figures. Uh, I was sharing with you earlier that working with a client who does make seven, eight plus figures, still feeling the same way in so many ways about, about money. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't it it doesn't go away where you're feeling scared about not having enough. It's just at a different level. Yeah, and it and it doesn't matter. You know, when I worked at Social Security Administration, I would talk to people who were poor as can be, who had nothing, and then I would talk to people who were you know billionaires, and they had so much money, and they worried constantly. And yeah. the poor people were like, oh well, you know, we'll get by. And then the rich people are like, there's not enough. I need to do more. And they're working themselves to the bone. I mean, burning the candle at both ends is something I heard a lot. Yeah. And it's like, you need to take that rest. You know, you had mentioned meditation and, you know, there's a beautiful, I created a beautiful money meditation on the money dating game. Yeah. And when we can get into ourselves and our own thoughts, we get to rewrite our money story. We get to change how we're receiving money. And that reciprocal energy of giving and receiving just comes on a flow because we have a strategy that's aligned with our core values in place. Mm-hmm. And I always love percentages. Like, you know, we do 20% here, 10% per there, you know, 10, 10, 10. And a lot of people will say, well, no, that's not going to work. So when you think about your own money management system, do you have a favorite system that you have in place that you're using? Lisa, help me. No. Yes. No. Yes. And no. Well, yes. it's either yes or no. You've got an argument going on. <laughs> you got yes, some money personalities mo- fighting with each other in there. <laughs> so yes, we have a money management system in place, I, but I'm going to caveat that with, um, I it's, I want it to be better. It, we, we utilize, um, you know, spreadsheets. We know what's coming in. We know what's going out. We're very on top of, of all of that. Um, where I think there's always room for improvement is intentionality. Mm -hmm. Do you have money buckets? We have money buckets. No, we don't have money buckets. Okay. One of the ways to set the intention is to set money buckets. What I call, I used to use the money envelope system and allocated all of my dollars to go into certain categories, like, you know, your needs, wants, and all of that. Yeah. But now electronically, there's a lot of banks that offer money buckets and you can actually, you know, put your money in these accounts and it's all one bank. So instead of having like one of my clients had up to 30 bank accounts, my, the most bank accounts I ever had was seven because every category, like, so you have a goal, right? You think about your bucket list. What do you want to do in the next 12 months with your money? Travel, get a new car, you know, whatever. So when I created money, um, money, the money envelope system back when I started utilizing the money envelope system, I did not create it. My grandmother used the money envelope system. It's been around right. for years and years and years. And my grandma taught me to put the money in the envelope so that I always have things. And once the money was gone, you didn't, that's it. And one of the biggest culprits was groceries. I go to the grocery store, bring my kids, don't bring your kids to the grocery store. And then I would not have enough money to pay and I'd have to put things back. And I'd be like, isn't there an easier way that's not so embarrassing? <laughs> I don't want to have to put things back. I need to know how much is, you know, in the cart versus, you know, what's in the in the envelope. So I started doing it electronically because I got to the point where I was scared to hold on to cash in my wallet because money burns a hole in my pocket. And if I had cash, it would be gone. I would just, oh, you need 20 bucks here. You go, oh, you want to go to the movies with your friends here? You go, sure. And I wasn't using any of the money for myself. 
So when they, when we did these money buckets with the bank accounts, we would have, I would create a Google sheet with it. And then I would say, okay, this is the debit card for this one. And I get to spend it. And it created this feeling of relief. Like I have the money. And if I wanted to go to like a a specialty bakery and spend $50, I could because the money was there. And that's how I wanted to enjoy my money. And to me, that was like the best investment. So when you think about your money management system that you sort of keep track of, right? And money's being like, I don't want to be kept track of. I'm just not a number, you know? Money's like, um, I could be your partner. Like I can help you multiply that money. And when we look at it, you know, when we create this, this money management system, there's so many different systems out there. Um, And I like to tell people it has to be congruent with your core values. It has to be something that you're going to look forward to sitting down and doing. Mm -hmm. So what's the feeling when you sit down? Like I tell people you need to date money at least once a week and don't miss out on your date. Don't jap on your date. Right. So my clients choose a name for their money partner. So my money partner's name is Mill. So Mill and I, Mill, yeah, millionaire. Oh, millionaire. Okay, I get it. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm track now. We're one in Mill. Um, So when you think about my, one of my clients, her money name is Cha-Chang. Oh, (laughs) that's fun. So yeah, they each, it's funny because each of their names has something to do with some kind of dollar, whether it be in English or another language. Yeah. And I just love how they come up with their names, but it's one of the things, the first things they do when they come into the program, wealth activation. So they create their money, their money partner name. They, they create an image, they sit down, they have coffee or dinner, whatever it is that they wanted to do. Yeah. And they write this all out. And when they see the picture, and they don't call it a budget. They call it a money. They call it a wealth activation roadmap. One of my clients refers to it as a scavenger hunt. So she yeah. created a treasure map and she goes on this treasure map once a week and she finds all this money. And in the last three weeks, she's had two terrible things happen to her with finances. And last month, actually, she got fired from her job. She had no idea. Like she thought she needed credit cards. Like her thought process was panic. I have to use credit cards to meet, to pay my mortgage. Yeah. And then we worked through that. And then um, she helped out somebody at a, it was a fraudulent thing going on. Someone asked her to cash a check in an ATM machine. And she, yeah, <laughs> she did. And obviously the check was fraudulent and she was basically out of the money. And now she's going through that. But her mm-hmm. thought process, you know, she's not a victim of that circumstance. She's like, okay, what can I do? And yeah, this is a huge lesson mm-hmm. that I've learned. And she's been talking to the authorities and to the bank and they're like, well, you're stupid for doing that. No, she's been called stupid. She's been called, you know, like a part of the crime. And and I'm like, what? And you think about like, when it comes to money, people are so fearful and they get, like you said earlier, they get scared, but when they look at their money management system, they avoid it because they don't want to see, they don't want to see the debt. They don't even know what their assets are. They don't know that there's more money coming their way because they're not paying attention. And then when they do get that more money, they're like, oh, well, we're just going to pay off this debt and it's gone. Yeah. So when you look at your finances and your assets, your net worth and all that, do you celebrate that as part of your money mantra system? Or do you kind of just be like, um, no, we're, we're not hanging out money. And I, (laughs) we're not hanging out as much as we should. I still, when I have to show up to that, that is, I'm, I am not on the other side of that totally yet of feeling excited. There's still an element of, um, not fun, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I do show up, but there's an interest. It's interesting when you talk about avoiding, um, cause you know, that's what we talk about so often. It's this a pattern of avoidance. And when you're, when you catch yourself doing that and, and why is it, is it uncomfortable or are, are you stuck in feeling, you know, where you can't think straight? It's feels like a crisis right now. Um, that sort of thing. And if I take myself out of it and take any sort of level of embarrassment I might have on being fully transparent about how I feel about it. It's that I just, I get uncomfortable with having to sit there and be very, um, and plug everything in. And Mm -hmm. I I do just want it to be like, Oh, it's just taken care of magically. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone wants. (laughs) I'm going to create a system that does that. It's just plug and play. Here you go. Just, Just put your numbers in there. And then you get this beautiful personalized, you know, management system, and then you get to do it. And it's like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> well, so tell us, go ahead. There's the way we have it, like, and, and Mark actually put this together for us in a nice way where it's, we're able to put things in and see it and all the numbers adjust. And that feels fun to me where you know, I'm like, oh, but it wasn't until I did put in, um, I make sure I pay myself 10%, no matter what, when it comes in and seeing how that, how that adds up so quickly and what that does, that feels fun, but I definitely don't pay enough attention to that where I'm like, yay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why only 10%? Uh, Because that's the magic number that I feel like I have heard over and over. (laughs) Okay. I always tell for my clients, um, 50% for your paycheck. And then we have a formula for the rest of it. So if you were a CEO, I mean, you are a CEO of your company. So thinking about your value, you're worth your time. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people start off at 1%. Some people don't even cut themselves a paycheck. Oh, that's not my paycheck. I should say that is my, like, I call it my having money. So it's the money that I just have. Okay. It's, it has, no other purpose other than for me to feel like I have money. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> like it's not, it's that I don't call it my savings account. I don't call it my rainy day fund. It is something, it is something that I can look at and feel like I have money. Okay. It's almost like the money in the shoebox underneath the bed. <laughs> it, it, yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you take the five and $10 bills and you put them under the, sh- in the shoebox under the bed yes. <laughs> or in the closet. A lot of people do that, but yeah, having that, that money in your wallet, like, you know, I always have a $20 bill hidden in my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. So in case I need it, then it's there. Um, but I, I keep $21 in my office, um, just to have, I found $20 and I have a note on the dollar bill that says, thank you for all, thank you money for all the things that you've done for me, because we take for granted what money affords us. Mm -hmm. And we just see it as, you know, some people see it as a tool, but some people see it as a, as a weapon. They see it as a thing that is causing grief and anxiety and stress because there's not enough of it. Right. And when you could think of it, I listened to a podcast and the, um, they were talking about money blockers and how if money is a tool and if you compare money to a hammer, when you pick up the hammer, it has a purpose. And if you use it, appropriately, it's going to do the job. You know, it's going to hammer on the nail. It's going to pull the nail out. It's going to, you know, break the wall, the, you know, whatever, but at the same time that hammer can be used inappropriately as a weapon, it could destroy somebody. It could really hurt somebody. Um, you know, if you 
don't use it properly. And when you think about the money as a tool, if you don't use it properly, it's going to be destructive. So really implementing it in a way that it wants to be, you know, it wants to be cuddled on. It wants to be loved and given away and, you know, in a, in a, and being used respectfully and covering your needs and your wants. So when you can have that system in place, whether it's spreadsheets or money buckets or whatever, that's what helps your business grow. And yeah. And you've demonstrated that in the last three years. So you shared with us what your money, what your attitude towards money was like when you first started. And now that it's been three years later, fast forward, you're hitting your six figures. You had mentioned earlier that you're like, well, I don't feel any differently. You know, I'm still the same person. And I believe that a lot of people think that once I hit six or seven figures, I'm going to be completely different. And when they do it, they realize nothing's really changed. So what's changed for you now that you're hitting your goals, you're six to seven, you're, you're now you're working towards seven figures, right? It, it, it's so interesting to feel like there isn't, there isn't a parade waiting for you. There isn't. I want a parade. <laughs> yeah. It's not like this happens. Fireworks then, aren't going off. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have rainbows shoot out my ass and like, you know, <laughs> I'm walking around just like easy. <laughs> it feels like it's, it sneaks up on you and you have to choose to recognize it and go and, and just choose to recognize it, have some awareness around it because it shows up and, and what's coming in monthly consecutively. And then that eventually is like, oh, that means I'm making six figures, um, which is why I think it lends itself to this sort of want, want <laughs> in the end. Um, so I'm not, you know, maybe I'm meandering around it too much and I kind of lost my way a bit, but was it really you want to know the feeling or why mm-hmm. why it yeah just the like because most people think that once they hit six or seven figures it's gonna their life's gonna change drastically and I think one of the blockers that we have is that we don't consistently earn six or seven figures because of this thought process that we have because we're not paying attention to money and we get this feeling and you had mentioned being scared but I think it goes it's so much deeper than that I think it's conditioning statements and all of that. Yeah. It's almost like no matter what, you're going to set up yourself to feel the same way you've always felt, regardless of if how much money you're coming in or you have coming in. So if you've always felt there's not enough and you think, oh, once I make this much money, I'm going to feel like there's enough. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely how I have felt in so many ways of, oh, it's there's still not enough. And that can show up, you know, because, you know, we spend more money on on the business. You spend your money in a different way, so then it just kicks it up. So you're still at that same level of of you know how you are spending your money. It's just more, right? And that's why I always say it doesn't matter if you make, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. But it doesn't matter if you don't know how to manage a thousand dollars. You're not going to know how to manage ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So having this, you know, concept, this thought in your mind, like, I'm going to be my own entrepreneur and I'm going to make 10K months like all these people on social media who may or may not be showcasing, you know, they may have done it once and they act as if it's consistent. And there's so many things yes. behind the scenes that we don't know. And, you know, that's what I love about your program is you help get to those layers and uncover all of those different layers of these thought processes and really using. So tell us a little bit about that. Give us your elevator, 
elevator pitch. <laughs> well, it is, it, you know, are we allowed to swear on here, Lisa? Is this, is this okay? I, you know, you want me to, I, you, you can swear. <laughs> okay. Cause it is, it's, it's, you know, our whole idea is we help you get over your own bullshit so you can do the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in essence, when we're talking to entrepreneurs about that, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's somebody who's wanting to get to those 10 K months and then they maybe get there and dip back or they can't figure it out. Really. We're all capable and able of doing the things we need to do to get there. And I think there's a level of frustration. So many of us have around, okay, I'm not doing this thing. Logically it makes, I should be, should be able to do this, but why am I not? And if we dig deep enough, if we're able to stay present with ourselves or engage in conversation enough to get to the point where we can recognize there are things that I am doing that are preventing me from executing on what I want to do. Now, fill in the blank, you know, in whatever way you want with whatever the thing is. Often it's as simple as showing up, you know, consistently, Mm -hmm. or I've had this idea to write a book for years. I'm throwing out examples of right. what clients have come to me with. It's been, um, you know, I actually, I want to pivot in my business in this way. And I've been just revving the engine <laughs> for five years now and haven't done it. Or it's been, I keep saying, I want to travel. I, I want to completely change how I live my life. But most of the time, I think what happens is people say these things they want to do and then they never do them. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea, the birth of that of our program came from that for me because I mm-hmm. did reach a point where I I I could go on living the way I want, living the life I'm living. Which outwardly, I think most of the people that knew me, whether they were close or far away, thought that's lovely. Look, she's you know raising her kids. She has her own business here. Everything seems happy in her nice home. And, you know, marriage seems great internally for me. My doing my fucking thing was I was doing none of it. Um, None Mm -hmm. of the things that felt like what I wanted to do, which is why I say in in a very short amount of time, I went from like, I don't, I full ass the things Mm -hmm. I was full assing, not being me. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I switched to full assing being me. And that's the, really the heart, or the heartbeat of our business. It's mm-hmm. what is fully you. And that means actually following through on the thing you've been saying you want to do, but how do you actually do it? And so that you don't end up on your deathbed going, I wish I had done this thing. And those I've worked with, it's been a wide range of years. I've had a number of clients who've been sitting on an idea for 20 years. Wow. And so within weeks, we've gotten them to execute it. And that's looked mm-hmm. like I've had one who was, it was, it was a business. She wanted to stop working and actually launch this business idea. Seems like not that hard. Like if you've been thinking about it for 20 years, why, you know, why haven't you done that? So if you come up against where somebody might say, why haven't you done that? There shouldn't be any shame around it. There's a good damn reason why you haven't done it. And it yeah. lies in here. Mm-hmm. And you have to uncover that and then not just uncover it because it's not just being aware of it, but then what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's, you've been conditioned your entire lifetime to not do 
the thing. So then you need to recreate conditions within yourself to know what to do to then do the thing. It's a retraining of your whole <laughs> of your whole being of how you think so and so that how you feel allows you to actually move forward. Yeah, I love that. Love that. So you're going to share a tool with us. Something that you created a meditation? Oh, yes. Okay. So this one is going to be super, super simple. And it is not, in its simplicity, I want everybody to understand the, the gravity or the importance of it. And I think that's what happens. We go into programs or we engage in a coaching relationship expecting to have some earth-shattering, brand new thing that is going to change everything for us. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hate to tell everybody, but you you probably know exactly what you need to do. You're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Or you probably have access to it. Or you've probably taken the course or you have the thing. And really, you just need a reminder of what to do and pointing back. So that's actually what I want to do. I love to- it. <laughs> The most simple thing, and this is, and this might sound familiar to you because I think you've heard me say it probably on every single call we've been on to somebody mm-hmm. is coming back to your breath. Mm-hmm. It is so often we don't recognize that we have worked ourselves up so that our, when we feel anxious, um, I, I say, actually, then I'm going to lay, layer in two tools with this because now okay. that I'm talking about it, I'm saying what happens so often is we don't recognize what I call is who's driving the bus. Meaning Mm -hmm. if you imagine your, yourself as many selves, Mm -hmm. who is driving the bus at any moment? Is it your truest self? Or often if you can pause and we call these pause practices for a reason, because it often is just, you just need to pause when you're feeling out of control or anxious or finding yourself repeating things that you don't want to repeat mm-hmm. as far as behaviors go and whatnot, pause and go, okay, who's driving the bus right now? Often it's fear. Often it's worry. Often it's, you know, something other than your truest self. This is where simple breath work comes into play. And my go-to is always two in, four out. It's a double, we call it double release. So you can interchange those numbers how you want, but it is breathing in for that number through your nose and then breathing out double the amount. And you, the, the beauty of this practice is you can do it at any moment. Mm-hmm. That's why I always recommend it because you can be in line at the grocery store worked up because you miscalculated <laughs> how long the person in front of you was going to take and you really were in a hurry. Or you can do it when you're sitting like me right now at a computer, getting ready to write an email sequence that for some reason I struggle with doing because I can't find the words and I want it to be just right. Oh my God, Katie, who's driving? <laughs> Pause. Okay. If I calm, if I do that breath work, that two in, four out, mm-hmm. my nervous system calms down. I, I invite in my parasympathetic nervous system response. Maybe, I don't know if that's the best way to say it. I'm going with it. Instead of being in fight, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, which is often where we're operating from, we can calm down and come from a place of, okay, I'm not under attack. Like my life isn't at risk right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the power of breath. I mean, it's incredible. And I like that practice of breathing out longer than you breathe in. Yeah. As a certified aromatherapy practitioner, I introduced the Young Living Essential Oils into that breath practice. Yeah. Um, but we, we don't practice that longer breath. And since working with you, I've been incorporating that because sometimes you just don't have an oil with you and you don't want to do a full reset. Right. So that is a very powerful way. And just being, you know, asking yourself those questions, like why, who's driving, who's in control, like what's, how do I want to react in this particular situation? Yeah. And really just the, the art of being able to articulate our needs and wants. So that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And the best way we're going to put in the show notes, the best way to connect with Katie, if you're interested in Unforget Yourself, uh, I highly recommend it. It is a beautiful, beautiful program where you can really get out of your own fucking way so you can do the fucking thing. And laugh about it, right? (laughs) (laughs) And laugh about it. Yes, indeed. So what words of wisdom um, would you like to part with to our audience? Oh, words. Good God, Lisa. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, I'll go back to what I said earlier. So often it is, you do know what to do. It's just being able to do it Mm -hmm. and giving yourself the grace that that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Pause, go back to yourself, feel, actually allow yourself to feel how you're feeling and regulate. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And and ask for help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your um, this space with us today. And for those of you out there listening, please share this video with anyone that you know who needs to get out of their own way, especially when it comes to finances. If you're, you know, wanting to, if you have that desire to have 10K consistent months, let's have a chat. Uh, there is a way to do it and get out of your own way. And it has nothing to do with meditation or, um, you know, just calling out, I'm going to make 10K this month. It's not going after the shiny objects because it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.